All right, here we go. <laughs> the Unplugged Alpha number 64. What if feminists were honest? This video caught my attention. Uh, it's on the Jubilee channel. And the title of their video is If Feminists Were 100% Honest. And they have a bunch of questions that are posed to these ladies, as our buddy Bill Burr would say. First question, or sorry, sorry, these are statements, not questions. I have slut shamed somebody. Second one, I've used my sexuality for personal gain. Third, not all, not all women should be believed. That'll be interesting. I've got this video clip that I'm going to play for you guys to follow along with me. Canceling men is necessary for progress. Abortion is murder, and I still support it. And the future isn't female. Right. Let's queue up their video and get my earbuds in. And I will be taking some call-ins today. So... Whatever you guys want for Q&A, it's open. Young, old, man, woman, child, bring it. By the way, if you want honesty from anybody, I think it's pretty good practice. You guys should know this by now, to watch the behavior, not what people say. Behavior reveals intention and the direction that they're going. I think the only time you're going to get honesty is if you talk to a small child. Small children are pretty honest, I think, you know, for the most part. Adults, not so much. Women, eh, watch their behavior, you know, like I like to say. All right, let's grab the Chrome tab here, share audio, and let's go like this and see what we can do here with this. Um, all right, so it's a 13-minuter. If you guys are having any issues with the audio, let me know in the chat, but let's just start playing it. So, again, the first thing that I like to do whenever I assess is consider the source. I've said this a ton of times. Whenever somebody says anything, whenever you're hearing, you know, an opinion or a narrative, always consider the source. Our source here is feminists that they are protecting the actual identity of. You can see they're wearing masks here. Uh, you guys can't see my cursor, but I'm sort of just like, you know, if you take a look at their faces and heads, you can see they're all wearing masks. Uh, and it's a darkly lit room. And I'm assuming they don't know each other's identity. It, appears that they've gone to pretty significant lengths to sort of protect that. But you can see their posture and what they look like in this image over here by just having a gander. This is the only scene that you see with the lights somewhat on, but you know, they look like your typical feminist crew for being completely honest with what we're dealing with here. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, the, the after podcast. All right, let's play this. Here we go. Without fear of judgment. We brought together seven strangers, protected their identities, and created a space for them to be completely honest. What will be revealed when they take the mask off? I just want to say this. They're not going to be completely honest, right? They're, they're still sitting by other people. Humans are sheep. They tend to follow what others do. And you might get a little more honesty out of this, I think, is what we're going to see. But I don't believe you're going to see 100% honesty. Let's just say this, is, this will be about as honest a opinion that you're going to get from uh, feminists that you're ever going to see. So let's just leave it there. I have slut shamed someone. I don't know why they did this red agree and blue disagree. It should have been green agree and red disagree. But anyway, so look for the red dots. Again, I have slut shamed. For those of you that are maybe living under rocks somewhere, don't know what slut shaming is. 
Um, men are constantly accused of slut shaming women. Oh, she's too promiscuous. Uh, she's been around a bunch of guys. She's like the village bicycle. But the truth of the matter is, slut shaming is actually a tactic that was more or less, um, you know, used by women, you know, for the most part. Um, I don't think you hear guys say it until their 20s or 30s or, or so, but you'll hear a lot of even, even teenage girls call other uh, girls uh, sluts. Um, and this even existed back when I was in um, high school too. Interesting. Hell yeah. I, have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably did it last week. You know what I mean? Like, I think I don't do it to people's faces, but like misogyny runs so here we go. Here we go with the victimhood. She just said, but like misogyny runs so deep, right? Right away, let's blame somebody else. Deep? I'm going to think bad things about a girl that's prettier than me. I'm going to... Hang on. Did you guys hear that? I'm going to think bad things of a girl that's prettier than me. Just going to back that up. Let's just play that back again. It's prettier than me. I'm going to like, oh, you know, what slut? I'm going to think that. I went to... Catholic school. So we were forced to sign chastity cards, like physical cards. We um, had the whole presentations where they literally would like wrap a present and then like rip it apart and kick it and be like, this is what happens when you have sex before marriage. And like, I was definitely kind of to some of my like a little bit of a, <laughs> I used to date this girl in my twenties that worked in a bad part of Toronto and this hand movement stuff that you're seeing in the shadows. <laughs> There was a term coined for that. She called it ghetto pussy. First friends who had been like having sex for a while or whatever. It's definitely partially a product of like religion and mm -hmm. the way that this whole country is tied into Protestantism and everything as well. When I was in eighth grade, there was this girl, my friend group, they would slut shame her. That's quite the shadow. Because she was always like uh, hyper sexual. And um, once me and her got close, I found out that she was sexually assaulted. And so, you know, ever since she told me her story, I stopped slut shaming. Even if I don't agree with what someone is doing, I just say that is their business and they will take it up with God on their judgment day. It don't got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. I've used my sexuality for personal gain. This will be interesting. Listen. Four agree, three disagree. All right, let's see what this one here starts with. If I'm going to be oppressed, of course. Again, it's, you know, it's a victim mindset. What do I, what do I say about the victim mindset? The victim mindset, it's a loser's mindset. You want to avoid anybody that comes at you. Uh, number three on my red flag list is the unhappy and the unlucky. Just stay away from these people. But here we go. Listen, if I'm going to be oppressed for it, <laughs> I'm going to use it to my advantage when I want to. Like, mm -hmm. it's something that is unavoidable. If I'm going to be oppressed for it, Again, the question is, I've used my sexuality for personal gain. I'm going to use it. Uh, I'm still trying to get my head around how you're oppressed today, you know, as a woman. I mean, I've covered this in so many different shows. It's just like, it just gets old. Oh, I'm oppressed. I'm so oppressed. By, by whom exactly and for what exactly? Um, and you have the advantage, and you just admitted it right here, that you use your sexuality for personal gain. Right, guys can't use their sexuality for personal gain. Women, pretty much all of them can. Okay, I think I misunderstood. But okay, so, so I like your answer. I'm gonna flip it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, mm, okay, got it. All right, right. <laughs> um, my whole life, I felt like I was sexualized, and I was an early bloomer too. So 
I felt like I was constantly sexualized as a child. And when I got like past like losing my virginity and then being groomed and then being assaulted and I being groomed. Oh my God. Another victim. See, I said this in the book. You cannot be a feminist without being a victim simultaneously because for them to be oppressed, for them to have oppressors, they have to be victims, right? Being groomed. I was assaulted. I was it's like, maybe she was right. But like, you know, when they start talking about, you know, I'm using these things to my advantage when I shouldn't be, uh, you know, you get the idea. I got to the age where I was like, that's so f***ed up that it was kind of like a, like a revelation for myself being like, if it's what'll get me like what I need, I'll use it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if I'm going to get catcalled, I might as well get something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like not monetary personal gain, mm -hmm. but yeah. So the blue one is disagree. So let's see what, hear what this one has to say. Internal personal gain. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. okay. So she just admitted to using it for her advantage, right? She just said, oh, not for monetary reasons, but for personal reasons, I have used it. Okay. Yeah, fitting in it. getting positive reinforcement that sort of thing yeah. i still feed into the insecurity of if i'm not getting that like what am i worth mm -hmm. and i feel like that's very dangerous because women throughout history for millions of years have always been beauty objects that's the way things are right you can never get away from that i'll be you know getting dressed for a night out or to go out and i'm like why am i wanting to dress a certain way what kind of attention do i really want to get what kind of attention do I really want to get? Why am I dressed in this way? Again, beauty objects, you know? Attention is a currency for women. Let me grab the super chat real quick before we carry on with not all women should be believed is the next one. Uh, hey, what's up, Rich? I'm considering joke, uh, joking or joining the group and community over the last few years. I've leveled up uh, in my extremely financially career-wise health, etc. But one thing I'm struggling with now is women. I've never struggled with women, but I am now. I need insight. What insight do you need, man? Um, I'm going to drop the join link. You can call in and ask uh, whatever question you want. But I'll be honest with you. You know, women is a part of what we talk about in the community, but it's not everything. I understand that guys need feedback and they want to run stuff up the flagpole. And we're there to help and support with that. But we talk about a lot more stuff than just, you know, getting the chicks, right? Not all women should be believed. All right, so we've got one, two. Okay, I'm going to start here. Got six agree and one disagree. So one dis. <laughs> not all women should be believed. Interesting. And then go and then uh, figure out if I change it. I think that the first thing that jumped into my head that made me like go with, the, like I agree with this is all those stupid ass white women that call the cops irresponsibly and without oh, reason and stuff like that. That's sort of where. stupid ass white women is where we start okay my logic went in on this not so much regarding like sa and stuff not so much regarding s what is sa is that is that seeking arrangements not so much regarding sa and stuff like that you guys let me know in the chat i'm not i don't know was it south america sa what is that stuff like that because i would support any woman in that even if she's lying i'm still gonna believe her even if she's lying, I'm still going to believe her. But we got to believe all women, right? I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> throw it all out. But come on, all? Really? Uh, okay, yeah, sexual assault. Thank you. 
I feel like there's like a line. Obviously, you believe all women when it comes to, you know, sexual assault. But then there's like the line that like knowing that people are bad. You know, there are people who want to do harm. And if there are... Believe all women when it comes to sexual assault, like without proof or evidence at all? Really? Hmm. Woman? Then it sucks, you know? I guess, why, I guess why I went with this is to say, not immediately saying no right away. And mm -hmm. to, to be like, okay, here we are. This happened. Let's mm -hmm. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think for me, it comes from the, like, the misogynistic... Like, I... Here we go. Misogynistic... Like, can somebody in the chat keep track of all the victim statements they have, misogyny. I don't know. I've heard like three or four of them now. The idea that a lot of women just like lie because they're like Jezebels yeah. and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're just kind of, we're just like tricksters for some reason. Like a lot of people specifically men think like, oh, well, they're just saying it to get fame or fortune or whatever. And I'm like, can you name yeah. one of Um, You guys correct me if I'm wrong in the live chat or in the comments, but for the most part, for the last few years, since this Me Too stuff came out, I think most of these allegations have, for the most part, been cast aside and not been proven, with some rarities. Um, I think even with um, Weinstein, you know, for example, is you know that you know that prick. Um, but I think for the most part, most of the allegations have been cast aside. It's just not true that there wasn't sufficient evidence. Um, but, you know, oh, look, you know, here we go. Can you name one of the people that Bill, Bill Cosby assaulted? So we're, we're going back on this one here. Fame or fortune or whatever. And I'm like, can you name yeah. one of the people that Bill Cosby assaulted? No. Um, my initial, similar to you, is just like, yes, like I want to hear what this woman has to say because I've been lied to way more by men in my life than by women. She's been lied to more by men than by women, but feminism is probably the biggest lie out there. Canceling men is necessary for progress. Canceling men. So the red dots again are agree. So most of them agree that canceling men is necessary. A few of them disagree. Let's see what they got. I feel like it's a double edged How many times have I said this to you guys? Women always start sentences with I feel like. Can you guys see it there on the screen? It's pause. Right underneath here. I feel like it's a double edged sword. <clears throat> You're going to hear weak men beta males <clears throat> use language sound bites like i feel like intelligent men that are unplugged use language like i think because they're using their brain they're thinking things through they're using a rational deductive process to think things through in almost all scenarios when women are going to approach a statement like this for example you're going to get i feel like let's see how many more of these we actually get here too back up a little bit i feel like it's a double-edged sword i'm not necessarily pro cancel culture but i'm pro holding people accountable but i feel like with canceling there it is i feel like twice she said she's pro holding people accountable can we hold women accountable though i haven't seen it yet man i feel like we saw this a lot with the who was it andrew tate mm -hmm. Um, it was really good that we were bringing attention to it and women saw how much of a scumbag he was. And I feel like a good amount of men did too. But at the same time, it became kind of like a joke. It became entertainment for men. I agree with like accountability for sure. I feel like like canceling. So she made direct reference to our friend, Mr. Tate being canceled there. 
Let me just back that up again. Let's play that just one more time. But I'm pro holding people accountable. But I feel like with canceling men, I feel like we saw this a lot with the, who was it, Andrew Tate? Um, it was really good that we were bringing attention to it and women saw how much of a scumbag he was. And I feel like a good amount of men did too. But at the same time, it became kind of like a joke. It became entertainment for men. I agree with like... So because men were entertained by what he was saying, you didn't want them to hear it? So cancel them is necessary for progress. It's basically, you know, what we've arrived at here. Accountability for sure. I this is like the unhinged thinking that's being used. Like like canceling someone or canceling a singer or a rapper or whatever, just like not listening to their music or not supporting them. But like men as a system, that's like not possible. They hold the power. So like not, you know, engaging with them isn't going to like progress us any further. We have to engage with them to progress further. You need to be able to converse with the issue to have the issue fixed like because mm -hmm. if you like run to cancel someone then they're going to be defensive and not learn anything from it like if somebody really and truly i think should be canceled like fully they should just be like convicted like put behind bars <laughs> like this is where they're trying to go okay i've said this for years now feminism today's version toxic feminism is a hate and supremacy movement she wants to put you behind bars like there's a crime. A real crime is what she's saying here. Canceling men isn't just necessary. They're saying we need to put them behind bars like it's a crime. This is the thinking used, right? I'm just going to back this up. I want you to hear it again. If somebody really and truly, I think, should be canceled, like fully, they should just be like convicted, like put behind bars. Like <laughs> there is a crime, a real crime. Sometimes jail doesn't even work because like Bill Cosby's out of jail. Like yeah. he, he got out on a technicality. And that's why you need money to get out on bullshit. Exactly. I don't trust the system. Yeah. I, I, as much as the example I'm currently always going back to is the Brock Turner case. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, you know, he raped a girl and he got six months probation, served three of it. And the way I've seen cancel culture help in that case, I feel like sometimes cancel culture... I feel like, I feel like... Can we talk about, like, the very light jail sentences that women get for the exact same crime? Man commits a crime, woman commits the exact same crime. Her sentence is always much lighter. But we're not going to talk about, I feel like, there at all, right? Because that's going to involve some thinking and some stats. Can step in where the law and our government and our judicial system failed. Abortion. Yeah, so it's so it's about taking matters into their own hands and trying to push it further. Um, last, sorry, second last question is: um, abortion is murder, and I still support it. Let's see what they got here. Abortion is murder, and I still support it. I feel like it's a important question. There we go. I feel like she started. <laughs> yeah, I'm phrasing the question. I don't want to get flamed for this. No, but I, I, have, I have like I have. So, hang on, they're changing their votes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the final is four disagree that abortion is murder, murder, and still support it, and three agree that it is murder, but still supports it. So either way, all of them support it, but some of them are saying that it is potentially murder. So I 100%, anybody that wants an abortion should have full access, no barriers, everything. I think, and I don't, I'm not even sure I agree with saying that it's murder, but... I think that sometimes people talk about abortion very callously mm -hmm. and ignore the like trauma that is associated with it. Even if you have zero regrets, like you are, it's the best decision you've ever made in your life. Women that I've you know listened to and heard from and read you know opinions from, it's still like a traumatic experience. I, I don't know. I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say, but mm -hmm. I think just the weight of it. 
I wonder how many of these women have had an abortion. Um, you know, they do have birth control, right? They have very effective birth control. I, like, it's just bonkers that this is still a conversation piece in today's day and age. Like, I understand that there's extenuated circumstances like rape and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you're dating somebody and you're not planning on having a kid, but you're going to be intimate, be on birth control, right? I, I mean, or or just don't bang. Like, I don't understand why this is still a freaking topic. Experience. I, I don't know. I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say, but I think just the weight of it now has been lessened a little bit. I think that is shifting back again, though, because of awful recent events. Um, but I would say for the past, like, five years or so, I've just heard it in my own community. is like, tossed around lightly, and I don't necessarily think that it should be handled really lightly. Mm-hmm. I agree with like, the, la- the latter half of, this, of the statement. I feel like it's like... I feel like... You hear it again? You're going to hear a lot of this. When, once, you, once you hear this, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear it all the time. Whatever you're talking to women, you're going to hear it all the time. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. You're going to hate me for it. I'm sorry, but there it is. If it were to be considered murder, I would still support yeah. it. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah, I, I would say that. So she just, hang it. She just said there that even if it were to be deemed as murder, she would still support it. That's... That's the thinking that's being used here. This is what we're applying. Bizarre. Because it's not. It's still, even if it is murder, it's not an easy choice. Like, that makes it even more of a difficult conversation. You know, it's like such a deeper thing. Um, This question is actually making me really emotional because um, I just gave birth in February. And um, I, I love my son. He's like my world. But um, I recently thought I was pregnant again. Um, what the hell? You just gave birth in February and you're pregnant again already. When was this recorded? October 21st. I'm not in a position to have another baby right now. Any baby, I think I want to keep. But I knew if I was pregnant this one, I wouldn't have been able so, and I just know, like my some people, oh, I know they wouldn't have understood it. So, yeah. That's the reality, you know. It's not like people. I don't know what to say. Like, she just gave birth in February, and she thought that she was pregnant again. Like. Use freaking condoms, okay? Go on birth control and use condoms. People are maliciously trying to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's a choice. And am I going to be able to provide for myself and my already born child? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is this going to be healthy for my mental health? It's not like you are... Mal- no, it's not healthy for your mental health to go through that process. Absolutely not. Maliciously trying to destroy a clump of cells. Mm-hmm. It- <laughs> I like how they reduce it to a clump of cells. It's just a clump of cells. It's your life. Mm-hmm. And that matters more than, in my opinion, than any kind of potential yeah, baby. Absolutely. I feel like because of this. I feel like because of this. Of the, the dissolve of Roe v. Wade, like, I feel like 
I don't even want to try to have kids anymore. Like they're they're doing the opposite thing to us. There are so many women who want to try, but who there's we've heard the stories of women who have miscarriages and go in and try to get seen by doctors and say, we can't do that, so we call your lawyer. And I have so many health issues. I have endometriosis, I have PCOS, like I have everything under the female sun. <laughs> Maybe take care of yourself better. Exercise, lose weight, eat healthier food. Start there. Could exist. I could very easily carry a pregnancy that's not good. I could very easily die from a toddler pregnancy. And the fear that if for one day this expanded and reached where I live, I could die, you know? And it's so scary. And it deters women like me who are on the fence. So she's trying to say that if I get pregnant, I could die. And if I don't have access to abortion, then that's not good for me. Uh, this logic. Logic. From even wanting to have kids. It's not even logic, it's just feeling. The future isn't female. As much as I want to fight for. All right. Statement. The future isn't female. We've got five that agree and two that disagree. Let's see what they got. Or I see this misogyny in my brothers and, you know, my father even told me when I was in high school, I asked him, I said, do you think women are superior, men are superior to women? And he said, yeah, to my face. I'm his eldest daughter, his only daughter, you know? So that hurts. And to see that, it puts a really gray tone over the world for you. I guess I'm super radical and I'm like, just end all of this stuff. Like, and so I feel like feminism is like, is for the time being. I want to end gender as a whole. I think it's binding. In what the hell did she just say? I want to end gender as a whole? It's like, it's for the time being. I want to end gender as a whole. I want to end gender as a whole because I think it's binding. It's like saying, I want to end the sun or I want to end the oceans and the sea. How do you, how do you end something that's... Guys, I'm sorry I'm putting you through this, but this is just to prove a point, okay? This is this is just being a fly in the wall, listen to them, be as honest as they want to be on these on these statements. I think it's binding and it's it's oppressive. So I feel like the future is neither female nor male. I don't know. I do like the concept of gender because it to some degree it is not who we are as a whole, but it does make us. I like identifying as a woman and also I if you're born as a woman and you can get pregnant and give birth, you're a woman. You can identify as a stapler if you want, but you're still female. I, I'll challenge that by saying who are going to be the ones to be the voices for queer people and non-binaries because it's not going to be cis heteromanic. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me as an older gentleman, a seasoned gentleman, but when I read this stuff, I mean, the sentence reads, for queer people and non-binaries, because it's not going to be cis-hetero men. I don't even know what cis-hetero men means. That's true. Yeah, it's going to be women. Let me Google that yeah, shit in no. a minute. We're going to have you put your masks back on. Thank you so much. Jesus. You know, these guys asked me to... Uh, come and participate on a panel at one point. Hetero men. That would be the kind of shit that I would have had to put up with. Uh, there is no 
direct definition. There's cisgender on Wikipedia. Cisgender often sorted as cis, sometimes mis means cissexual is a term used to describe a person whose gender identity corresponds with their sex assigned at birth. Are we just making up words now to make these people feel better? I feel. What's the problem with the world? This is something that's going on. It is what it is. All right. Oh, that's what you get when the gals are honest about these statements. Lots of feelings. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. You guys are going to curse me because now you're going to hear that everywhere. Uh, I'm going to grab the invite link. Call in and ask a question on you know this topic if you want, anything you want. We're, we're going to do open Q&A. Anything goes. Or questions. All right. There's a link. Make sure you got a good connection, please. And um, ideally, headphones always help. I'm, I'm going to pin that to the top of the YouTube chat. And I'm going to drop the YouTube link to all chat. So if you guys are watching this somewhere else on the interwebs, head on over and uh, click that link there. Um, I'm going to run the ad reel, pay some bills, and we'll do some Q&A. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness, to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. Let's do this. Q&A is open. The link is pinned to the top of the YouTube chat. Bring your questions. Uh, let's hit uh, DL Saint first. Let's see what he's got for us today. What's How good, about? brother? How you doing? Born man. Thanks for, thanks for bringing me up. Appreciate it, man. Um, what do you man, have for me? I was wondering your thoughts on, I know you're in Canada. I'm not quite sure how your legal system, family court system works. I think it's similar to what we have down here. But uh, do you see a change coming when it comes to uh, alimony child support? and or uh custody because uh 
Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, finish your statement. My take on this, and I've asked Rolo on this. He was on mm-hmm. Fresh and Fit, I don't know, six, eight months ago, something like that. I sent in a super chat. I asked his thoughts on the same thing. I'm coming from the point that, you know, women down here in America, they're in school, they're graduating higher uh, than men. They're getting higher paying jobs. And the system, at least down here, is beginning to turn on them in the sense that they're the higher earners. Um, now they're getting hit with alimony. They're getting hit with child support. And I was thinking, like, this is going to be a sea change. They're not going to allow women to pay dudes. I was wondering what your take is on that. Yeah, so when family law um, comes around and bites the ladies in the butt, they don't like it. They really don't like it. I've seen a lot of uh, pushback on it from women that have to deal with the consequences of, you know, I kept him home and he was a stay-at-home dad or he made less money than I did, you know, sort of thing. And then they see um, how guys are normally treated. But the problem, though, is that, what is it, 80, 90% of the time? It's probably about 90% of the time men earn more money than women. And I can and I can state that factually because for years I did private lending deals and I would look at applications. Every single one of them, I'd look at the appraisals, I'd look at the applications, and I'd always look at income. And I think with the exception of maybe one out of a few hundred deals, uh, Mr. always made more money than Mrs. Okay, like the take home. So I don't think that there's going to be a push from women, you know, getting together saying, oh, you know, we need to equalize these laws because why would they when they're benefiting from them? Um, I don't see it happening in Canada. There's states in the U.S. The best that you can do in the U.S. I did a podcast the first week of January this year on this playlist and I had a guest on, uh, I can't remember his name, but, um, he did, um, it was a nonprofit and he had organized all the best states for fathers. Um, you can go back and look at the podcast to get the exact details, but there's a few states. I think uh, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona, Florida, those are the ones that pop right now, have like default 50-50 custody. So I don't think you're going to get away from alimony, like unless there's like a state issue. But um, as far as custody and child support that's what really hurts dads like i've seen men cry over you know them they don't really care about the money like you can make money back you can't make back time that you lose with your kids and if she's got the kids 80 90 percent of the time and money's flowing to her and then he watches her just alienate him from the kids and he doesn't have a word in edgewise that's very very difficult that's that's when guys get desperate. That's when they start thinking like, I'm going to put a noose around my neck or I'm going to put a Remington, you know, in my mouth sort of thing. Um, it's not a good scenario to be in. So for guys, I mean, if you live in the States, at least you have the option to move to one of these States where family legislation isn't as hostile. It's, it's, it's more equal. It's like, okay, if you get divorced, we share custody unless one parent can prove the other parents like a degenerate uh, cocaine dealer or something like that. Um, right. It's just a, it's just a default scenario. So, that doesn't exist in Canada, which is why I would never tell anybody to have kids in Canada. I mean, if they want to square themselves away properly. But there are some states in the U.S. where at, at least you, you're still going to have good access to your kid. You might lose some of your estate. You might have to pay a little bit of alimony. But at least you got access to your kid. and You're not going to get raped with uh, child support the way that they talk about. Yeah, Kentucky's one of those states. Uh, for anyone listening, if you're, in the, if you're down here in America, stay out of California, stay out of New York. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Listen, listen to listen to what his brother over here is saying. Let me get my finger. Listen to what his brother's up here is saying. He knows what he's talking about. Um, another thing too, I'm I'm noticing with women, in particular in the in the African American community down here, uh, there there are there are women out here paying tens of thousands of dollars, ten fifteen thousand dollars a head for female coaches to teach them how to get and retain a high value man. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of any of this? Have you seen any of these videos floating around? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. I've seen some of the TikToks. I've commented on them from time to time. I actually made a video today in my car. I was talking about um, this very topic where these female empowerment, like uh, high, like high status women, where they're like, you know, if you want to get a successful guy, then you have to make sure you get him to take you out to dinner on the first date. And when you go out to dinner on the first date, you have to order the most expensive thing on the menu sort of thing. So they have this whole strategy lined up and... I mean, I'm not going to give it away because I want you guys to watch the video when it comes out on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel. Um, but that'll be out in the next week or two. But yeah, there's there's lots of that going around where they're basically teaching or or coaching women how to find wealthy, essentially beta males, right? Like an alpha male is not going to be like nodding their head at everything. You know, the alpha male is going to be like, yo, you know, you're going to wear that dress and I'm going to pick you up at this time and this is where we're going and it's that's it, right? And if she's like, well, I only go out with guys if we're going to have dinner, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to grab my phone. I'm going to go to the next girl. Right. 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 And I, I mean, it's so many guys. And like last time you you brought me on and thank you for the advice. Uh, when I was talking about these guys who won't let go, these guys who refuse to cut away. Um, mm. and it's like you said, brother, I'm paraphrasing, but you, you can lead a horse to the water, but you cannot make them drink even if you push them in. So it is, it's just like, you know what? Rich is right. Uh, <laughs> And it's hard for him. I just sit there and I listen to him. I'm like, it's like, hey, man, good luck to you, brother. Let me know how that works out. Those are like my two, <laughs> my two go-to phrases when he asks me some stuff. Like, bro, you're getting wrecked. Like, why do you want to be with this woman? Well, you know, you don't know her like I know her. I'm like, oh, I know how the laws work down here. I know you're about to get wrecked, homie. Um, so it's so funny. And uh, just real quick, one of the events that I saw was in an American football game. Mm-hmm. This coach rented a suite. <laughs> she rented a suite and charged $10,000 a head. And the thing was sold out, right, for these these women, these, these women who don't even like American football because they were sold on the idea they're going to get a high-value man. And mm-hmm. these women, these poor women were older, and, you know, their, their body wasn't there. And I felt bad for them. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, if you're going to pay $10,000 for the for the Pinto and you're happy with it, more power to you. Um, but I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, some of them are sitting on a lot of cash from their divorce and, you know, they'll do whatever they can to get placed in the right room so they have access to, uh, you know, round two or round three or whatever their next victim might happen to look like, right? Man, that's what's up. Well, keep leading from the front, brother. Thanks for having me up here. I appreciate talking to you. Thank you. Take care. Um, let's grab Clay here, see what he's got for us. What's up, hey, buddy? how you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, better than I deserve, man. What do you got for me tonight? I just, I just had to... Call in and, and let you know this past weekend, uh, uh, I, I pushed back on my LTR. Uh, things were getting rocky. Uh, she was hopping on the crazy train, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had too much of it. And I just said, that's it. Uh, I have 10 years. I'm 55. And in my mind, I have 10 years to become more successful and to be able to move on to another project. And I said, you can come along for the ride if you want, or you can go your own way, but this is the way it's going to be. And I never pushed back like that before. And on the, uh, we took our, we uh, rode our bicycles 
uh, to the bar and we had the chat and she thought that, you know, what, that she just couldn't believe the, the different person that I was. And uh, on the way back, she said, I'm going to give you the best BJ of your life. And I, <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Like, it's just. So any, you told her it's going to be like that. And that turned yeah. her on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did she leave uh, or is yeah. she still with you? She's still with me. Uh, okay. She lives in a different city. So it's a, it's a little ways away, but uh, okay. uh, man, I, I just, I knew that it, it would work because in relationships before, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm divorced as well as, as you, I lost everything in the divorce uh, as in addition to my mojo and uh, it took me forever to get away from alcohol and to get back, uh, you know, on my feet mm-hmm. and uh, promised myself that, uh, you know, I, I would never, I would never give in. And of course I, I turned back again. And uh, so you're, anyways. you're just talking about holding frame clay. That's, yeah. you know, that's all you're talking about. And that's the most important component when you're in a long-term relationship or a marriage is that your frame needs to be the dominant frame in that yeah. equation. Um, she wants that. She wants to be led by a giant. She wants to be, um, you know, she wants to go through your, through your story. Now that's only if you have a story worth telling. That's only if you have a life worth sharing, you know, with her that, that she wants to be a part of. So you can't yeah. hold frame and be a nobody. That's right. If you know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah, you have absolutely. to have something going on in your life. If you're going to hold frame and set some boundaries and say, this is the way that it's going to be. Um, you try that without something going on, you're not going to be met very warmly. She's just going to walk out. Oh yeah. I mean, you're, you're playing cards like with a shitty hand, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, if, if you're absolutely right, but anyway, I just, I just want to let you and, and the viewers know, and, and you know what, if it all went to shit, so what there's what 3 billion women on the planet. Four. Oh, man. Four. <laughs> But I don't know how many genders there are. I mean, apparently. All right, uh, don't get started folks. on that. But oh, as an aside, the word gender actually was uh, created in the fifties to replace in texts the word sex because sex was offensive. Mm. That's where gender came from. Oh, these is clowns, that right? Oh yeah, these clowns—they've got it's—it's uh, it's ridiculous. You guys want to hear a funny joke? Yes. If I had a dollar for every gender, I'd have two bucks and a whole bunch of counterfeits. <laughs> Oh, boom! All right, Man, it's see great later, to hear you. Yeah, see you, Take care, hey, buddy. Um, again, guys, if you want to call in, ask a question. The uh, the link is on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's pinned at the top, and I'm just going to grab the link for you again. If you want to hop on in, I'll put it in all chat. Uh, super chat from DL. Uh, gentleman was just on. Great show. Great topic. Keep leading from the front. Appreciate it. Thanks for the support, man. All right, let's see what Zach has for us here. Um, on reverse and betaization. Okay, just unmute yourself, buddy. Yeah, hi, Rich. How you doing? Am I coming through? Yeah, okay. What do you got for me? All right, so, sorry, no cam. Um, I'm in a female-dominated career path, so having my face in this would be a death sentence. No problem. But uh, love your content, thank you. And um, Mm -hmm. just... The concept of betatization through a thousand concessions, I completely understand. But reversing it or turning it back onto the woman, is that possible? Or would you just say that's maintaining frame? What do you mean by turning it back onto the woman? Like using the tactic of betatization through a thousand concessions 
Oh, you're talking about having her sort of simp for you. Yeah. Um, Interesting question. Let me contemplate that for a sec. So do men put women through a process? I guess falling head over and heels in love with a guy might be a similar sort of thing, but I don't think women simp for guys the way that I've seen men do it for women. Um, so the answer to that would be no, it's similar, but it's not the same. Like many things with men and women, you know, there's, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also some pretty significant differences. So you're talking about reversing it. Did you, did you go through this process like over the last year or so with somebody that you're seeing? Oh, um, I was in a seven year on and off relationship with a girl that was just an absolute nightmare. Okay. So I, I've, I've reversed it. It's a process that you went through. Uh, well, it was in high school. It was just a bunch of like the standard dorky yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Now so, I'm, uh, so yeah, like to your point, it is about maintaining frame. Um, you don't look, there's like a point of no return where it's like, you know, if you're digging a hole, it's actually easier to keep digging to come out the other side. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I think that for most guys, by the time they realize they've gone through betatization through a thousand concessions or at maybe like concession number 963. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's when they reach the realization like, shit, you know, I, I just stamped everything yes for the last two, three years. She's gotten used to the fact that I say yes all the time. You know, for most guys, to be honest with you, I mean, if you're at that point, it's it's easier to start fresh with a new relationship where you can hold frame from from the get-go. If you've gone through years of, yes, honey, yes, whatever you want, you know, we'll move here. Yes, we'll renovate this. Yes, we'll go to this event. And you're just, yes, 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 yes. You're just stamping everything. Yes. You're kind of fucked, right? Because it's like, what do you do? Like one day you get up and you go, you know what? I'm going to say no for once. She's going to be like, excuse me? She's going to like, you know, she's not going to take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Also, I mean, like, I... If she sees you as a beta, she's always going to see you as a beta. It's very difficult to go from, you know, the beta mindset, the plugged in guy to the unplugged alpha sort of thing uh, with the same chick when she sees you as that. Very difficult. Um, if anybody's ever done it, I'd like to hear about how you did it because I've because I've not seen it. Right. OK. And I have uh, one more question about if you agree with Rolo on something. OK. So. He said something to the effect of for the guys that understand the red pill and all that stuff, like, cool, you can be friends with them. Mm-hmm. But for everyone that isn't or they're they fight it more than like just using pure logic, just, just it's like reading rights to the or reading last rights to the dying. Are you in agreement of that? Do you co-sign that? OK, so I'm not sure I understand the question. So so if somebody's a plugged in beta male. Yeah, you like so it... just read them their last rights and just say, you know, that's just who they are. Yeah. Like does like would you say there's a point where like you really could bring them in, or would you say like it really is just based on what trauma they experience? You can show them the light, you can hand them a book, you can text them a, a link to a video that, that might start the process for them. But you know, it's like we just talked with um uh what was his name there? Uh, DL Saint, you know, he's, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Sometimes you can even shove him in the water, but they still won't drink. Right. Um, for most guys, it's the trauma, the chaos in their life that brings them to a point where they start using their rational mind and they stop saying things like, I feel like, and they start using language like, I think, 
and then they come to the awakening and they unplug from it and they're like okay now i need to go deeper down this rabbit hole to see where it really goes to see what else is there so you know right. rollo's got his own you know opinions and way of uh seeing things and you know uh we're not that different you know when it comes to approaches i've got some different ideas obviously and um you know i do it works for me and what i've seen works you know for the thousands of guys that i work with so as far as trying to unplug people i don't think it's a good use of your time it's like look you know you put a light on it you're like hey look you know this is a this is a gopro battery you know you can see it's a gopro battery it's got all the signs of a gopro battery but if you can't see that's a gopro battery then just put it down and walk away from it and then just leave the guy alone because he's because he's not going to see it He's going to right. see whatever he wants to see. That's basically what it boils down to, right? Yeah. And by the way, everyone, Rich is completely right. Once you start hearing the I feel like, it will drive you absolutely up the wall. I work with, it's just me and six other women in my my job, basically. And I hear I feel like every 30 seconds. And it makes yep. me, it, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, guys. Hate to do it to you, but, you know, this is just part of the process. Yeah. Also, read the <laughs> book. Phenomenal. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. And again, guys, if you've read the book, um, do me a solid and head over to Amazon and leave a quick review. If you haven't gotten it, it's available in print, Kindle, and Audible. And uh, the follow-up to it, where I take you further down the rabbit hole, is going to be out before the end of next year. we got Mike Tyson in the house, guys. Are you ready? Mike Tyson is here. We are going to bring Mike Tyson in uh got a good one need some help all right here we go all right mikey what's up buddy you know this is crazy man i've been watching you forever and i'm actually uh i read the book a couple of times too man um so i'll make i'm trying to make this short um i'm a tra i'm a travel nurse man i've been uh i met my girl on a assignment we were, we've been dating three years and at the end towards the end of it bro she just um she kind of just fucking she, she was like, "Hey, uh, I'm not feeling, uh, I'm not feeling this anymore. I think we need some time apart, some shit like that." And so I just said, "I said, fuck it. You take your time apart. I've heard you say say this before, Richard." Mm -hmm. I said, "Fuck it. You know, I'm out of here. I took my shit and I got out." Mm -hmm. Within a week, I was, uh, I said, "You know what? Uh, I tried to take her out on a date, but she was like, I don't want to get your hopes up.'" I was like, "Then fuck it. I won't." That's mm -hmm. the next day. She took, she went on a date with some guy, and. I realized they were fucking and it's been, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm just fucking going through it. And uh, yeah, I realized they were fucking. And Who's the guy? She, was this she, the guy that she was working with or? I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. I have no clue where she found a guy, but I don't know if you uh, have seen this meme, but I got to put it up on the screen because it's sort of yeah. relevant to uh, what we're talking about here. This is the, I just need some space meme. Dude's got his face in his hands and she's looking the other way saying, I just need some time. And then we've got the space over here. <laughs> it's a bitch, man. It's and a bitch. that's just, you know, it's just the reality of what it is, man. It, you know, it yeah. sucks to see it, you know, especially when you're in a position like Mike's at, but, yeah. um, you know, accepting it for what it is. So the next time you hear it, I mean, like if you ever deal with that shit, she's like, I just need some space. You know, we need some time apart. And I'll say my question is, how do I, how do I get over this hurt quickly, man? Cause I'm like two weeks into it and I'm just, I've been trying to work out, you know, mm. my buddy how told me, he said, uh, 28. How many times you gone through this before? This is my third go. This is my third go, man. Yeah, this is got the, it hurt I need bad. some space. Like she lied to you, and then your safe yeah, sort of collapses. Yeah. I, so, I there's even a worse one before, but yeah. Okay, so so this is why 
you know, when I say shit, like she ain't yours, you know, it's just your turn. Yeah. Nothing's permanent. And there's, you know, those religious guys that get pissed off. Ah, it's not true. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, then welcome to Mike. You know, like we're talking to Mike here Mm -hmm. and this is his third time around. I've been through it a bunch of times too, right? Like there's a lot of guys out there right now going, you know, been there, done it, got the t-shirt. You know, women aren't sugar and spice and all things nice. And there's some women that will lie to you. In fact, most women do lie, uh, which is why you have to judge them by their behavior. So here's the thing. See, where can I start with you on this? (laughs) Yeah, no. no, Um, Lean into the pain. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to get through it. doesn't matter. It's like pain is there to teach you something. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. what pain is. It's there to teach you something. It's like I fucked up and I hurt my neck the other day at the dojo. I was sparring yesterday. And yeah. I got and I got a hook to the side of the head. I'm wearing a headgear. I got a hook to the side of the head. I didn't block. I didn't get it the fuck out of the way. So now I'm dealing with pain. What is this pain teaching me? Either block the fucking hit next time or get out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So when you start to see it coming, the guy's winding up, you know, you see the movement coming. When you start to see it coming and she's behaving differently, she's colder, she's withdrawn, she's more distant, she's spending more time with friends sort of things. That's when you start, you know, okay, what's going on here? Like what's really happening? Because it looks like to me, and this is a conversation that you have, you know, like it looks like to me, like you've got one foot out the door. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I got it. You know, she'll get all defensive and shit and that's not what's going on. And maybe that's not what's going on. But maybe it is what's going on. But at least, you know, you've drawn a line in the sand and you've set a boundary and you're like, look, I'm not a goof. I see what's happening. What's going on? Because if you're out, you're out. Like, leave. You know, the door's unlocked. It's going to be locked if you try to come back in. Heads up. Okay? Like, Hmm. only don't play games like that. Right? So, you'll be ready for it next time. You'll be more prepared. You'll see it coming. The problem is, is that, see, I got this from... My uh, old buddy from the before the train wreck series, right? Uh, Sean Smith. And, you know, he said to me one time, he goes, we create a a safe world theory in our heads, right? Like we build this. I'm a traveling nurse. I did the right thing. You know, we built this life together. You know, we did all these, you know, we went to this city and I went to that city because she went to and I did all this shit and I ego invested in the relationship and I gave her what she wanted. I went to her family events and I traveled to where she wanted to and I wore the fucking outfit that she wanted me to that event. I'll say, okay. And then you start to add all this shit up and this house of cards starts to pile up and it gets real high. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, this, this, this thing now becomes a safe world thing you know in your head because you rely on it because it's there it doesn't move but all it takes is like kevin from sales to come along and pull out that one card and then a whole fucking thing comes crumbling down and then your theory that led to the safe world just ends and you're like what the fuck i was lied to okay this entire thing that i built was a lie and it came crumbling down so you know what unfortunately for guys i don't think we deal with breakups as well as women do Mm-hmm. there's the war bride theory. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so I don't need to repeat it. Yeah. But all that, yeah. yeah. You know, women just seem to get over breakups a lot quicker than guys do. And women also initiate breakups a lot more than guys do. Right. Like guys tolerate a lot of shit. Women, they don't, you know, well, yeah, well, they're told they're way. beautiful immediately. You know, you're beautiful. I'd like to yeah. say, it. Yeah, yeah. And they have uh, unlimited options. You know, let's mm-hmm. be honest, you know, And, you know, like a good looking guy doesn't have as many options as a good looking woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. And women are never really single. Even when they're with somebody, they're always talking to somebody. So there's all these like narratives that I 
you know, that I sort of drop out there and it's like, it's cool, you know, man. Like, you know, deal see, with women. And Rich, I'm I'm like, I'm grinding 16 hour shifts. I have a plan, a goal. This is a huge fucking curveball. And I mean, I know I should I've been I've already like to, I've I've been with a couple of chicks already trying to, you know, get over it, but I have um, I got these big goals that I'm working on and I'm close to attaining them. And it just fucks up the it, I don't mean to cuss, but it just messes up the head, you know. It, how long how long forward. how long how long did you date her for? What was the uh, total time? Three years, three years total. No respect at the end of it. Just you'll be for a week. You'll be shocked to know that it might take you three years to fully forget about her. Yeah, legit. You know, like it is what it is. Like if you're with a chick for seven years, you're probably going to think about her a lot for the first year after. Then it's going to start to slow little, you know, trickle down. By about mm -hmm. year seven, you're never even going to think about her ever again. She'll be gone. Yeah, like a fart in the wind. Okay, so that's the reality of when you invest into a relationship over a long term basis. Women don't invest in the same way that you do. And that's fine. That's just the way that it is. Like, I'm not saying don't deal with women. I'm not saying don't invite them into your life, but be careful about the ones that you invite into your life. Like there's certain things that you can do to maintain the frame. There's certain things that you can do to re reduce the exposure to Kevin from sales or Steve from accounting or whoever, that, you know, that whoever it was that she got with. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know. Did she have social media? Was she posting provocative pictures? That was the problem because she uh she had her IG. She lost a little bit of weight and she's putting uh like her leggings on. When I'm like, hey, look, I don't really mess with that. And she knew that. I was like, don't uh, don't put up. You're beautiful. I guess you're beautiful, but I only want to see you. you know, the internet doesn't need to see you. And she's like, I'm a diamond. You need a diamond needs to be put in the light to sparkle. Some shit like that. Get the fuck out of here. I know. I oh, know. Right. I know. Right there. It's get the fuck yeah. out of here with that shit. I know. Yeah. I would have. I would have put my foot down and say, you know what? You're actually going to delete the Instagram. I know. If, if that's more important to you. I sent too much, man. I sent way too right. much, man. But I you're not going to do it next time. No, I won't. I won't, man. I appreciate you, Richard, man. I appreciate you, Mike. I've been listening to you for a while, man. You introduced me to a lot of people and made a lot of different things happen in my life. It's crazy that I'm talking to you. I, I really appreciate you, man. Do me a solid. If you got value out of the call, if you got value out of my book, go to Amazon and tell them. I already did it. I already did it. they want to go. You're the man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Mike. Take care. All right. Let's see who else we got. Uh... We got more Morgan. It says device is not connected, so you need a mic, Morgan. Apparently, you don't have a mic working, so I don't know if you can plug in a headphone or something like that. But we can. Uh... There we go. Let's try that. Hey, Morgan, how you doing? Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Hi. You're on. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. What do you got for me tonight? Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm not quite sure. I think this is just my first time joining. I guess maybe I'm just curious. Did you have a question? Yeah, I think I have one coming. Okay. Um, I think I'm just curious where you stand in relation to the topic that you posted. Like where I stand in relation to? Yeah, the topic that you posted. Which one? Uh, the, if feminists were honest? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the start of the show? Yeah, I did. That's where I stand. <laughs> did you need some clarity on one of the points or? Mm, I did hear a lot of the points that were made by the women. Mm -hmm. um, 
I guess just from your authentic view, what is uh, your not so much stance on the points that they make, mm -hmm. um, but just I guess I would say of feminism all around. My idea is that you probably lean a little bit more against it from what I understand. Well, look, I mean, I'm there was a point to feminism. There was a point to feminism, you know, like at one point in history, right? Like right. women wanted to vote. So they kind of got together and they, they got that. And then they wanted this and then they wanted that and they got that. Yeah, sure. I don't think there's anything that women don't get today that men get. And in mm -hmm. fact, many people would argue that women have significant advantages over men. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was once asked, you know, if you could, um, if you could come back rich, you know, if you were, you know, if I could take, take away your life and you could come back, you know, again tomorrow in a new body, would you come back as a man or a woman? And I said, you know what, in today's world, <laughs> I would come back as a beautiful woman. Oh my. Because it's much easier for women to navigate. The, now, of course, I would know the things that I know right now. You know, that's the way that I'm looking at it is, you know, do I get to know what I get to know right now sort of thing? But mm -hmm. the whole problem with feminism, I mean, like, as you heard, is that it's mm -hmm. all it's all built around the feels. It's all built around, you know, I, I'm a victim. And that's mm -hmm. the biggest problem with it is for you to be a feminist. You have mm -hmm. to adopt a victim mindset. And for you to have a victim mindset, you have to have an oppressor. And if you have an oppressor, that's somebody that you don't like. And who's the oppressor? It's always the guy. That's why you hear things like misogyny and the patriarchy. And they make up all these stories about women making less money for the same jobs that guys do. But if that was true, then corporations would hire only women to do the job. So uh, it just becomes like a whingy, whiny sort of thing. You see what I'm saying, Morgan? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's definitely a battle on both sides for some reason. Why do you ask? Are you a feminist? No, no. What do you think of feminism? Um, I think if I answered directly, I would say I don't think of feminism. Mm -hmm. um, but if I answered to answer your question, I would probably say I'm pretty close to how you feel about it. Mm hmm. Mm there's some benefits to it um, throughout the history. I think in the context of relationship, it can be more damaging than good. Well, look, I mean, if you want a strong masculine guy, I don't think very many strong masculine men, which is what most women seem to want anyway, would put mm -hmm. up with a bossy, yeah, disagreeable woman that is going to play the victim card all the time, right? Um, they just tend to avoid them. So... Is it good for relationships? Not really, but that's yeah. where we are today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, there wasn't too much to say. It's my first time here. Um, I appreciate you explaining to me what you right. think about it. It was really clear. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah, take care. See ya. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Guys, again, the link to join is pinned in the top comment of the YouTubes. So uh, bring some questions. We've got a little bit of time still. We'll take a few more. What do you feel? Um, let me take a look at the chat here, see what's going on. Yeah, so Jaron was talking about the prior guy, Mike. Three years from now, you think good riddance, your value will increase, hers will decrease, and future will not realize she's not good enough for you. Um, you get mad at yourself when you tolerate stuff, guys, right? Like, 
just looking at certain behavior that you allow disrespectful behavior that men allow which leads to the problem so it leads to the problem that you create here i i actually tweeted this out today which is kind of relevant you know to the point this is why guys get pissed off i think okay um this new prime minister did you guys see this new prime minister he's another he's another globalist puppet he's talking about cbdc's sorry i'm just scrolling through my timeline here uh there's that stay away from people that act like a victim in a problem that they create now mike tyson our friend that called in earlier i don't think that he was acting like a victim i think that he realized that he contributed somewhat to the problem that was created um although you see guys i'm <laughs> this constantly comes up dudes dudes have like this goal of a relationship a girlfriend a fiance a wife um this comes up in my group from time to time and guys are like i'm i'm, I'm gonna get married you know two three four times sort of thing and it's like okay fine <clears throat> you know and they'll talk about you know um i'm 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 rich i have a i have a giant uh, d i've got uh, lots of money i've i've got lots of experience so you know i can make this work but the most important component of a long-term relationship, and I'm telling you, this is a guy that's done this for quite a few years now, since I've unplugged, like I am the motherfucking unplugged alpha, right? Like, you know, this is something that I think about a lot and I'm going to be putting all this in detail into courses. I'm going to be having some mini courses coming out. So, you know, you're going to hear this here first. There's going to be some mini courses coming out at a much lower price point than the School of Entrepreneurship, probably around 200 bucks, 250 bucks or something like that. Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Dating, Unplugged Alpha's Guide to LTR Marriages, Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Divorce, Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Self-Care. So I'm going to break down the main components. So one of the things with LTR is that just about every guy gets wrong. I'm going to give this away for free as a frame component of it. And like, you know, our friend here that was in a, a three-year LTR with the nurse and they're traveling around, they're traveling nurses sort of things. I know that some people have issues with nurses um i think the general consensus by men out there today is that there's certain professions where women are more promiscuous than others and i think that nurses got caught up in that um vortex so generally speaking i think most guys that have had any experience with nurses have found them to be incredibly pr promiscuous they're also around very successful wealthy doctors too a lot now not all doctors are alpha males a lot of them are are, are goofs but they do get a lot of a lot of exposure to a, a ton of different people you know because the work that they do but frame is something that you can control um from you know from the get-go so he ran into the problem where she loses the weight and then she does the, oh i'm a diamond so you have to shine on a diamond and the light has to come on it and the only way you can do that is if you have a public instagram and take you know provocative photographs that's like at year three you get to that part at year three at year one, when you start dating a chick, like as soon as a chick's like, hey, Rich, I dig your vibe. Where do we stand? We've been seeing each other for a while. I want to claim you. I don't want anybody else to have you. Can we be exclusive? Blah, blah, blah. As soon as you get to that point, that's when you start looking at her going, okay, 
She doesn't have any of my red flags, daddy issues. She's not a feminist. She's not unhappy or unlucky. She doesn't try to compete with me. She doesn't keep men around from her past. She's not poor with money. She's, you know, she knows how to deal with money. She's not violent. She doesn't have extreme jealousy. She's not a party girl. She doesn't have tattoos or piercings. She doesn't have a big notch count. Not a single mom. She doesn't seek validation online. She's not a sugar baby. She's not a pathological liar. Doesn't have baby rabies. Doesn't throw hissy fits. Uh, I'm in. I'm in full control of the birth. Uh, birth control. Uh, she's not a drama queen and she doesn't have an addictive personality. That's when I would be like, okay, she doesn't have any of those things. Or maybe there's one thing there or two things there. That's when you bring it up and you're like, you know, uh, let's pick one here off the list. Number 13, seeking, seeking validation. You know, I like you too, but I noticed that you have your Instagram public. And it looks like you're posting, you know, relatively provocative photographs of yourself to the public. Um, I like you too, but I don't date women that do that, right? Like, I, I just can't take you seriously, right? I mean, what are you looking for here, you know, exactly? Like, is this, like, what is the where do we stand talk? Like, what do you want this relationship that you're painting right now to look like? Because you can't have that conversation three years down the road like he tried to, where he was like, you know, I don't really like these photographs. Um, you know, this isn't going to work out for me. And she's like, well, I'm a diamond in the rough. You have to shine on me. And I got to put my tits out there for everybody to see. You're kind of screwed at that point, right? So by the time you get to year three and you've gone through beta-tization through a few concessions, by the time she's gotten away with a few things or maybe piled on some more things, maybe year one, she had no tattoos and piercings, but by year three, she's got five of them or something like that. Maybe she's throwing hissy fits, you know, and you're not you're not setting those boundaries and stopping it from happening. That's what frame is. And that's not explained enough. And I'm going to explain it in in-depth detail in that course material when I put it out. But that's an incredible, incredibly important part of that entire equation. Mike's in the chat still. He says, it's my fault. And if I have a kind and submissive woman, it's my fault if I have a bossy and narcissistic woman. Absolutely right. I'm keeping myself busy and focused. I'm documenting this whole process on my newly created YouTube. Mike Tyson, I'm going to change it eventually to world is yours. Thanks, Rich. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for the uh, super chat. And uh, yeah, let's see how it unfolds. Let me know how you make out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's at that start. It's at that beginning point where she's like, where do we stand? I want to claim you that you're in the best position to say, cool, but I don't date girls that post provocative pictures on Instagram or have Snapchats or, you know, um, they hide their phone or they turn it down or they're like, you know, doing this sort of stuff when you're around. Like there's any number of behaviors, which it's not controlling. It's just setting healthy boundaries, right? Like I don't park my McLaren next to a piece of shit rusted ass truck in a big parking lot when I can park it over there away from something that's going to hit it, right? It's just being, in, and I lock it when I walk away from it. I don't leave it unlocked and throw the key on the seat. I lock it and I walk away from it. And I park it in a, in a responsible, well-lit area, especially if it's at nighttime, it's under light. And I look around, are there cameras, right? Like that's what you do. It's the same thing when you get into an LTR. You make sure that you take appropriate steps, especially if she's doing the, where do we stand? And I want to claim you. Or if she's going hardcore on you and I, and I want to be monogamous, I don't want anybody else to see you. Fine. Okay, if that's if that's where you're at, but these things need to happen for this to work out because homie don't play that game. You don't want to do that. Get the fuck out of here. Right. 
And you'll be in a good position to do that and not really care because you'll be spinning plates and you'll have options. Anyway, I'll get into more detail on that later. Let's go back to these call-ins. We got, uh, oh, we got Mick Dundee here. Mick. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, good evening. Mate. Good, thanks. Um, mate, first of all, I'd like to say I have a bone to pick with you, mate. Go. The thing is, I haven't seen an Australian caller calling on this show, and I'm not sure why. Um, I think I've had a few, a great, actually. Yeah, I think it's a great content, you know, awesome, awesome uh, content that you're providing to the whole uh, whole world. Uh, I've, I've told about your books to plenty of my, my, my friends and, you know, one of the guys, like a few of, the, few of them actually bought it, right, and they said excellent book and stuff. So mm. but the reason I'm calling today is you always say, mate, you, you, everyone asks questions, nobody provides some value. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll start providing some bit of intel about Australia. So people might start calling more and you might get a bit more traffic from Australia too. Okay. Um, the thing I wanted to say now, I'm in a, I'm a bit about myself. I want to keep myself anonymous, obviously, but uh, a bit about myself. I'm, I'm in late 30s, earn about 200K, corporate job, um, you know, decent, nice, nice place, a few cars and everything is all right. Girls coming in, girls going out, mate. So the things are right, you know, not, not a problem in that department either. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is that when you have too much poon in your life, I think what I found uh, is that um, I think that, and maybe I can start this as a topic that if you have too many girls in your life, sometimes you can get what what are the consequences, right? There are some positive things, but also some negative side effects. And your topic today. If, that the whole feminist thing where false allegations are made towards guys. And I think that that risk is always, obviously there's a high, high amount of risk there, right? So mm. even in Australia, in NRL players in Australia have been, have been falsely, um, that, you know, there've been rape charges on these guys because apparently the, the, you know, the, the woman goes. It's a financial incentive. Yeah, exactly. So they go, mate, I can, fetch so much money out of this guy. So how do I make most of it, right? Mm. So, or there have, been a, there have been a story where one of my, one of my friends told me that he was going out with this chick who said she was dating some guy at the time, you know, and his roommate happened to call that chick one day and the chick went in, uh, sorry, chick came, uh, went over and she said, uh, how about, and the, the guy, you know, obviously the guy was trying to make his move and he did and the chick kind of went for it and chick, you know, they, they met out. The next day, chick felt a bit bad. She felt a bit guilty and that guilty mm. made her think that maybe that wasn't right. Even though at the time it was consensual, she mm. wanted to do it. Next day, she think it wasn't right thing to do. So so she then talked to some one of her mates and she, and that that the other chick said, why don't you go to the cops and just say, mate, this guy used you, right? This guy did something and blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, why would you do that for? You can ruin someone's life just because you have a power to do so. And, the, and that's a problem in Australia too. Politicians have given so much power to these women. They can pretty much go to the cops and go, mate, this guy did this, this, this. And but that's the same much- everywhere, Mick. That's, you know, it's the same in the UK, it's the same in Canada, same in you know, the United States. Pretty much any Western you know, developed world has uh laws that are catering to women behaving badly because there's an incentive um whether it's a financial incentive you know if the guy has money or if it's because she feels like she's been slut shamed and she wants to 
you know, teach somebody a lesson. There's any number of reasons why they might do it, but the fact remains that the risk is there. I mean, there's things that guys do to try to mitigate that risk, but you're not really talking about anything that's unique or different, you know? Yeah, no, no, I completely agree there. So I think what I've found is the strategy, if people aren't in this dating market and they are uh, happen to be with a lot of girls, I've found that I, I've noticed that girls don't like rejection. If you happen to have a, like, <laughs> once you're de- done with the chicks and yeah. you want to back or you want to back out of it, yeah. Don't don't send messages or harsh messages or say, mate, I just, you know, you're you're a shit and blah blah blah. I didn't want yeah. to see you. Back off easily, right? Just yeah. just say, mate, I'm either busy or just make it look like that she wanted to, to initiate that breakup. Or you know, all or, nowadays I've found that all these chicks don't like to be told or what you can what they can do and what they can't mm-hmm. do, right? So if you just bring up one of these topics, go, mate, I don't like you going out drinking. So maybe how about you, you just control your drinking? And she might just go, mate, oh, fuck you, and there you go. Happy days, right? She just mm-hmm. did the whole dirty work, or you don't have to do it anymore. Or yeah, if, she yeah. shows, if she shows compliance, in, or she might happen to say, yeah, my, you know, you're right, I might just close down. If she start keep on showing some compliance, she might be a keeper. So there, there are a few ways that you can, you can let her do the dirty work rather than you doing that dirty work, and this way you can get away with a lot of a lot, uh, these sort of things where – chicks might feel guilty or chicks might feel rejected and they really hate it for some reason. Um, Ma, Moff has a question for you, brother. He says, does this guy breathe when he talks? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I have a lot of information in my head and I was trying to convey this in a shorter time. because no, I know you're, good. He, you're good. You're good. Did you have a question for me tonight or was it just more of like a share there? Yeah, more of a thing. I think uh, you mostly talk about how to get women and stuff, you know, uh, which, is a, yeah. which is a fair point. A lot of guys are looking for it. Um, and your your thing that you mentioned, how I did in my life was the same thing. You know, if if you cold approach, keep it very simple. People, I oh, comes from a sales background, so obviously you know that there's always the advantage. Um, but for the for the uh, online dating market, the, um, the the nice photo is is always a good thing to have, mate. The photo always sells. That's like I said, once we set up with the nice photo, it keeps keeps on coming. Yeah. All right. So the thing I want to know is when people are dating, um, people are, I should say, like people are dating multiple women. What are the things that you think um, they should keep in mind? You know, what are the risks here? Uh, and then I can add a few of my things that I think uh, that I, or from my experience, because I think of my notch count has gone up uh, above hundred now, I guess, and I've dated way more than hundred. So, uh, so yeah. What do you reckon the um, things can or the, or the risk of dating a lot of girls well you've well, you, one it's a time you know it's a time yeah, stick. Yeah. you know you spend a lot of yeah. time at it probably throw some financial resources at it they can be you know they're women right like they have emotions they're you know they're gonna get uh they're gonna get the fee fees tied into it you could run into a me too issue you definitely want to make sure that you avoid pregnancies or disease obviously those would be the main things i mean you know you could you know you could keep going down on that and make a list of 20 or 30 easily. But those would be the main things that you want to be careful with. But uh, never let it get in the way of your purpose. Like never let it get in the way of what you're doing. Like just make it a accessory to your life, you know, to your days, to what you're doing. And just look for women with good character because that's what you want to keep around, you know, if you're going to keep around. Because for the most part, Most women don't have great characters. Most women, you're not going to want around your long-term basis. You're not going to want them 
you know, to sleep over. You're not going to feel comfortable leaving them in your house while you go out to do something and you come back, right? You know, sort of thing. So ideally you want to use that for looking for women with good character. And then you want to establish once you found women with good character, you, because you have to dig through a lot of dirt to find gold, basically, as you know, as the old saying goes, then you can decide whether or not you want to be monogamous, whether you want to be non-monogamous or how it is that you want to structure your life, whatever it happens to work for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. I 100% I agree here. Um, the, the only thing is there have been occasions when even I found, right, I, I, even though I came across your book and go, mate, that's an awesome book and uh, everything is great, but there are time to time it has happened when you go, mate, wouldn't it be nice to get this big pair of tits on your face the next day? And you start to enter their frame, right? You go, because it's, it becomes a bit of addiction too because they're, they're, they're coming in, going out, and it becomes mm. a part of your life and you go... And that's where you got to control it, and you got to you got to really got to think that you know what's more important for you, either you know to to increase your performance at the gym because you know if you're gonna not gonna get a good night's sleep, you want might not be able to do progressive overloading and stuff like that. So, or you know might not be able to do do uh, good good things at your work. Or so what I've found is to control yourself is another important stuff because there very is there will be times when you will go, mate, she's a 19, 20 year old. And she can easily come, uh, she can, you know, she might, she sends you some of the photos and she, you go, yeah, you know what, how about I just be, uh, do this, 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 and uh, just, you know, just get it, get it done. And, and that's when you start to realize you're really entering a frame and before you know it. So uh, just got to be careful there too. All right, Mick. Thanks for popping right, in. Thanks, thanks, thanks very thanks, much. Cheers, Take Bob. care. All right. Let's see what Vlad's got for us here. Vlad, I'm, I'm looking at your ceiling, I think. Hey, I was going. Good, man. What's happening? Awesome. Sweet. Didn't expect to get invited so quick here. But yeah, Rich, just got a little question for you. So yep. uh, following your content, read your book. Love it. I've been seeing this girl for about three months. Um, and uh, for the past about well, month and a half, I kind of stopped seeing other girls just because this one was a lot more fun. And um, <clears throat> I live in Vancouver, BC. And then... <clears throat> Uh, two weeks ago, on our little business trip to Victoria, mm -hmm. and she happened to go to Kamloops um, to her friend's like graduation. So we haven't seen each other in two weeks. And um, the other day, when I was taking my ferry back to uh, Vancouver on Saturday, I messaged her. I was like, "Hey, you want to hang out tonight?" She was like, "Hey, like, sorry, like, busy tonight, but let's hang out tomorrow, uh, which is Sunday night." So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, do I work tomorrow? She was like, well, I'll go to work late afternoon so I can find that I can stay over. I'm like, all right, awesome. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we agreed to, you know, see each other Sunday. And uh, we've been seeing each other about twice a week for the past, like, three months. Um, and then yesterday, she was posting, like, Instagram stories. And um, at, like, 2 a.m., she was with her friend that is quite promiscuous and two other dudes at her apartment you know, which we hang out at all the time, having wine, right? So if I can just like doing that kind of shit and just like, you like cheers, just like being all like stupid with these two dudes and dudes are just obviously losers. Uh, but doesn't change the fact that she's with two dudes and her like friend that sleeps around all the time, right? So I obviously didn't react in any way, but then when she messaged me yesterday, um, at like 10 p.m. being like, hey, babe, like, I'm just, uh, I just got home. Let me know when you're on your way. I sent her a message saying, uh, we won't be seeing each other anymore. Uh, it sucks that it's come to this and there is so much about you I'm going to miss. Um, but I hope you have a great life and have all the fun. 
right? And she just starts calling me like four missed calls, just sending me paragraphs like, hey, like what's going on? I just want to, I just want you to know that I haven't seen anyone since we started hanging out and I'm not looking to see anyone. It's just always such a good time hanging out with you. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then she deleted those stories with, with those dudes, right? So she knew exactly what she did. So I just ignored those messages and, you know, didn't call her back or anything, but I do like her. Um, and I kind of just want to know, like, you know, what would you suggest doing from this point on? I'm not looking to get back in touch, but kind of just want to hear your input. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say not bad. How old are you? 26. Okay. Um, did you guys ever have the, like, where do we stand talk? Did she, uh, <clears throat> say anything to you? Uh, she's, yeah, she's been like, um, this one time when we were hanging out on the weekends and then she got sick on Monday. So I brought her some like vitamins and then I just happened to message her on Wednesday again. So that was like the third time that week that we were hanging out. I showed up and then she was like, Hey, like, I just want to keep it super casual. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, sure. Like I definitely kind of like, um, showed too much initiative, I guess, and seeing her. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you made the mistake of, of yeah. not continuing to see other women. Right. Like she I, I said, actually have like, yeah, go ahead. But I mean, like she said that, you know, she wants to keep it super casual. You've only seen her for, for three months. She hasn't yeah. expressed like a, Hey, where do we stand? You know, I dig your vibe. I want to claim you. I don't want you seeing me, but like none of that stuff is just, let's keep it super casual. So yeah. when she chose to go out with her girlfriend and the other guys on the Saturday night, which by the way is the prime night of the week, you know, to go out and do shit. Yeah. Right. Like, she yeah. she put you off for the next night to hang out with her girlfriend and maybe the dudes were lined up maybe they weren't lined up but either way they were there like you saw the instagram stories so she was doing whatever it was that she was doing um you wouldn't have cared you wouldn't have even looked at the instagram stories if you had other options so that's one of your problems is that you liked her too fast too quick right She's, you know, she's the most fun. She's the prettiest. She's the whatever vortex of bullshit, you know, you sell yourself and then you stop seeing other women and then you get, you know, bent out of shape when you see that, you know, she's hanging out with other dudes or other chicks. And then you just tell her to pound sand and get lost, which it sounds to me like you invested more in the relationship than she did. But at the same time, you don't seem to care either. Like you're not busted up like Mike Tyson was right. Like you're just like, whatever, you know, yeah. which is good. So that's what I got for you. But what's the question here? Like, what do you really want to ask? Well, just like how to move forward from here. Like, you know, whether you think, you know, it's, um, I, sh I should respond to those messages and be like, Hey, like let's hang out. And by the way, Rich, I, I know I mentioned that, you know, I stopped seeing other girls for the past month and a half in Vancouver. But when I was on the trip to Victoria, like all of the second week, I was hooking up with a coworker. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? And it's like that coworker is already booking us like, like, trips to whistler like sauna trip she's like obsessed right but i do like this girl from vancouver more so i do want to continue you gotta be careful with co-workers my man you gotta be careful with i know she's like my fuel marketing manager too so i know yeah. that's that's whoops but yeah. uh don't, yeah so you don't don't over invest in a chick until she over invests in you choose women that choose you okay mm -hmm. you don't have to make any commitment you don't have to in fact you shouldn't until she comes at you and says I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I really have all these feelings for you and I don't want anybody else to be with you. And where do we stand and where's this going? And you know, like whatever the conversation happens to be that you're going to have at that time, that's when you can cope, go back and go, 
Hmm. Okay. And then you take a look at the 20 red flags and then you go through them. It's like, okay, does she have a bunch of these? She doesn't. Does she have one or two? Does she need to work on them? Are there some boundaries that you have to set? Do you even like her enough to want to invite her into your life and be like, Hey, I'm going to introduce you to my family at Christmas time, you know, sort of thing. So those are all the things that you got to consider, but where you went wrong was that you got too bent out of shape over the whole Instagram story thing because you're looking forward to seeing her, right? Like you wanted to get with her, you wanted to see her on Saturday night. She chose to do something else instead of do you. And then when she reached out to you, you're like, I'm out, done, right? So um, yeah, there's a few things that went that went wrong there, but it sounds like you're in a good position, man. Like you're not you're not busted up at all. And it sounds like you give, you have options, which is a good thing. Not a lot of guys have options, right? Yeah, got it. So, cool, Rich. Thanks. Keep a doing lot. what you're doing, Vlad. Good for you, buddy. Absolutely. Cheers, Take man. care. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. The beer's repeating. Choose women that choose you. Don't give a spot in your life to somebody that couldn't really. Yeah, don't make somebody a priority that only considers you an option, right? As the old saying goes. Right. The problem is that sometimes women watch my shit and they're like, yeah, I'm going to use that logic on relationships too. And then I'm going to wait for him to do the, where do we stand talk? It's like, it doesn't work that way. You can't both use the same sexual strategy where it's like, you can't keep throwing hooks and then you're throwing hooks and you're all using the same punches. You got to break it up. You know, women are feminine, men are masculine, you know, like men are the gatekeepers to relationships. Women are the gatekeepers to sex. Like we play different roles here in this game of, mating and dating and all that sort of stuff so pay attention to them know your rule and you know fill it anyway um i think we're going to wrap up on that note it's a big fat 90 minute mark uh got a few people waiting so again guys if you have questions you want to ask come in early you know when i drop the link um i'm live every monday 8 p.m eastern standard time on the unplugged alpha youtube channel you can also get these in podcast form um, I don't know if that, can I even show that link? Anyway, um, you're not gonna be able to copy and paste it off the screen, but Moff's got a link there in the live chat. He's, uh, he's not doing stereo tonight, but he's going to go live on a collab, uh, at 9:45. So if you want to, if you want to follow up with that after show, you can do that next Monday. Um, I got to confirm with Jaron. Jaron, are you good for next Monday? I know you're in the chat. Let me know. Um, I'd like to do that show on the uh, Passport Bros. Um, I've got some I've got some interesting content that I want to share with you and comment on because that's how it seems about eighty to ninety percent of guys that, that that use like geolocation to try to optimize their dating life, if I can put it that way. But it never really you know seems to work out. Um, I'll fill you guys in when I create the event next uh, Sunday. But again, thanks for watching. Leave a comment below. Hit the like button. And we'll see you guys in the next cast. Peace out.